Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise, your body, and yourself. I hope that you are having a lovely day today, a lovely week, wherever you're at. I hope that it is treating you well and that it is off to a good start. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about actually one of the things that I brought up in that intro there, and it really is, in my mind, kind of the foundation from which we do everything else in our lives, and it's the relationship that you have with yourself. Now, here in a couple of days, I get the wonderful privilege of speaking at our local women in business luncheon through the Corvallis Chamber. I'm excited, feeling a little bit nervous, but I'm super stoked with the content that I'm going to be sharing with them. And I wanted to just kind of share it here with you as well, um, because I know throughout every single episode, we kind of touch on the different ways that you can work on your relationship to yourself. But I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that specific topic, because like I said, in my mind, it really is the foundation from which all of your behaviors, all of your habits, even all of the goals that you tend to set for yourself kind of stem from. So when we think about a relationship, I want to just kind of give you the definition that I got from the dictionary, and then we're going to kind of expand on that specific definition a little bit more. So to define a relationship, it's the condition or fact of being related. It's connection or association usually to something else or with something else, right? Um, and then the other definition or part of that definition is a particular type of connection existing between people related to or having dealings with each other. Now, in this instance, we are talking about the relationship that you have to yourself, with yourself, so the other person is still you, right? It's the way that you think about yourself, right? That's one part of the relationship. And then there's yourself, right? So it's the thinking, it's that part of your brain that does the, the conscious thinking, and then it's about yourself. So that's the relationship aspect. The new definition or really the expansion of that definition is exactly that. It's the way that you think about yourself. It's the connection that you have to yourself. It's the way that you deal with yourself and it really results in how you feel about yourself and ultimately how you end up treating yourself. So just to like kind of slow that down, because if this is the first time that you have ever thought about this or heard of this concept, it can be kind of a lot. But essentially, the relationship that you have with yourself really boils down to just what you think about you, what you truly believe about you, and then the way that you feel about yourself and the way that you ultimately end up treating yourself. Now, for me, for a long time, a majority of my life, I really didn't have a great relationship with myself. I thought all sorts of horrible, awful, mean things that I really don't think I would ever say to anybody else, at least at this point in my life. But I thought it so often about myself that I began to believe it. I felt horrible in my body and about myself, and I treated myself horribly as a result of that. It wasn't until I really started to dive into coaching and life coaching and really this non-diet approach to fitness and food and to coming into a place of really being able to accept, embrace, and love myself and my body for where I was at right now. Not thinking about my ability or my capacity to love myself 
to respect myself, to honor myself once I attained a certain goal, right? So often we wait to feel good about ourselves, to enjoy our lives until we reach a goal. We think it's going to be having the goal that's going to somehow magically make us enjoy who we are, enjoy the life that we are living. But the reality is, is that you can start to enjoy the life that you are living. You can start to enjoy yourself, have a better relationship to yourself, think differently about yourself to yourself here and now. You don't ever need to lose weight to do that. You don't need to get the next promotion. You don't need to get married. You don't need to get divorced. You don't need any of the life circumstances that you have to change in order for you to start to think differently about yourself. Now, I know that if you are brand new to the podcast, if you're brand new to this concept at all, there's probably going to be a lot of resistance to that, a lot of pushback, because we think that what we think in our heads about ourselves is just the truth about us. That if everybody else kind of looked at you, or if we took a poll of what everybody else thought of you, that they would all tell the same thing. They would tell us the story that you are telling yourself. But the reality is, is that we can all look at a person or we can look at a specific event and we have a different story about that. We have different thoughts and beliefs and feelings that come up for us with those specific things. And really for me, when I think about where I first kind of started to experience this, and I do know that I've shared this in previous episodes, was there was a house that was down the road from us and it was kind of like a weird house in the sense that you couldn't really ever tell like who lived there or what was going on and like who the family was, where they came from. And I just remember, you know, I would kind of walk by this house and make up stories or I would start to think like, okay, well, who all lives here and what's the story and why do they have all these cars with these different license plates? And, you know, you could ask somebody else and they might have a different perspective or a different story or different thoughts about what was going on at that house. And that for me was really the first time that I had that experience of recognizing that the way that I see the world or the things that I think to be true, of course, outside of the Bible for me, I just took that as like the gospel truth, right? And I figured that everybody else was looking at it and seeing it the exact same way. But it wasn't until I had that experience of where we all kind of had different stories or ideas about what was happening there that I really started to think that you know, well, maybe like we're all kind of having this human experience and it's slightly different for everybody, which then kind of led me down that rabbit hole of really wanting to explore and challenge what I thought about myself because I had a horrible opinion about who I was, about what my body looked like. And I always thought that I needed to lose weight. I needed my body to look a certain way. And then it was transferred to, I needed to, you know, have this achievement in my business. I needed to make this amount of money. I needed to have this level of success in order for me to feel good about who I was, in order for me to enjoy my life. But when I really got down to the nitty gritty about what I was thinking about myself and how I was feeling about myself, the way that I was approaching these different goals was not healthy. It was not good. It was not coming from a place of support and love and kindness and compassion But rather, it was really coming from this place of not liking myself and thinking that I would like myself magically once I reached the goal, once I reached the level of success. 
But the reality is, is that that is not true at all. And so I want to encourage you that you can really start to challenge the way that you think about yourself right now that ultimately leads you to making the decisions that you do about your body. Now, ironically, or maybe not really ironically, typically when I am talking to my clients and they are not making nutrition choices that align with their goals, they're not eating foods that feel good in their bodies, typically it is coming from a place of not really liking themselves, of not really caring about themselves. Now, the other extreme is that you are so rigid with food, you are so hell-bent on losing weight, on your body looking a specific way, and you don't like yourself also, but that's manifesting itself. That's showing up in like over-exercising, in being super restricted around food and not, not feeding your body enough, right? And being too hard on yourself in that way. So not liking yourself, not having a healthy relationship with yourself can look many different ways, right? So it's not just the person that's not exercising and isn't being mindful or considerate at all about the food that they're feeding themselves. It could also be that you're over-exercising, you're not feeding yourself enough, you're being too hard on yourself. And ironically, what I end up seeing happen is that these two often are different sides of the same coin. Meaning that you can maybe go for a certain period of time where you are over-exercising, restricting yourself, you're losing weight, you're getting all sorts of results that way, but then you wear yourself out. You just become exhausted doing that. Maybe you hit the goal for a little bit, but once you reach the goal, you still recognize that it's not good enough. You're still striving for more weight loss or for your body to change different um, even more or for that next level of success in your career. Right. And so then that exhaustion, that overwhelm leads us to sort of becoming apathetic and checking out and not caring about what we eat, not exercising because we've kind of exhausted ourselves. Right. So what I want to offer to you today is that by cultivating a healthier relationship with yourself, that really is going to be the springboard for you to change the behaviors, the patterns, the habits and the results that you create on a long term basis. So in order to really start to change the relationship that you have with yourself, you've got to take inventory of your current relationship to you. So what are all of your current thoughts and feelings and behaviors that you're engaging in? What do you think about yourself? If you were to write your name down on the top of a piece of paper and then just do like a massive brain dump, just start journaling, telling me the story about who you are, how is it that you view yourself? How do you see yourself? What's that story that you have about who you are? When you think about you as a person or your body, or, they, or you think about yourself in a certain aspect of your life, what are the feelings that come up for you? Do you feel disappointed? Do you feel defeated? Do you feel discouraged? Do you feel hate? Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel guilty? And then from that place, when you're thinking the story, right, like when you're telling yourself, I'm no good, I'm never going to get this figured out, I should be doing it this way, I should be further along, and you're feeling defeated, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling maybe hate or resentment towards yourself, you're angry with yourself, how do you then act? How do you treat yourself? So do a big, massive brain dump on all of this to really get that out on paper, because that, whatever comes out on that piece of paper is an indication of the relationship that you have to yourself. And you can start to see the patterns, you can start to notice those habits, 
And then it becomes so much easier to kind of understand maybe why you do what you do, why you're motivated by the things that you are. From there, you're going to have to decide what you want your relationship with yourself to look like. Now, when we think about a relationship, when we think about our relationship with other people, right, if it's your spouse, if it's your husband, if it's your kids, your parents, your siblings, your coworkers, right, we can probably start to describe, well, yeah, I want that to be like a loving relationship. I want there to be mutual respect. I want there to be kindness, right? Like these are the things I want. These are the things that I don't want. These are the things I won't tolerate. You're going to do that now, but you're going to do that with yourself. So when you think about the relationship that you want to have to yourself or with yourself, what do you want that to be? When you experience a failure or a setback, how do you want to treat yourself on the other side of that? Do you want to be there kind of punishing yourself, beating yourself up, uh, cutting yourself down, really like getting on top of yourself, thinking that's going to motivate you to do a better job next time? Or do you want to come alongside yourself the way that I imagine you would probably come alongside your best friend or your child or another loved one where you're kind of gently scooping that person up and, you know, you're, you're telling them, Hey, like, yeah, like you failed or that didn't go quite the way that you wanted it to, but way to go for still trying, right? Like, I'm so proud of you for trying. I'm so proud of you for showing up right? I love you. I've got you. I'm here for you. How can I support you? How can I help you? Right? So which way are you talking to yourself now? Which way do you want to be talking to yourself? So what do you really want that relationship to yourself to look like? Right? So it's like we have the before we have where we're currently at. Now we're starting to put into place like, what do I want that relationship to be? If I could have any relationship with myself in the world, what would I want that to be? And then lastly, you're going to get to work on actually starting to change the way that you think about yourself, that you talk about yourself, that you feel about yourself, and ultimately the way that you are treating yourself. Now, this part, the step three, is a lot more of a process. It's a lot more of a practice, something that you're going to practice over and over and over again every single day, multiple times in the day. You're going to fail, right? You're going to revert back to that old way of thinking and feeling about yourself, of treating yourself. But every single time that you do that, you can learn from it, right? And every single time that you go back to kind of that old story, that old relationship that you have to yourself, that's that opportunity for you to come alongside, to scoop yourself up, to try again. So that rewiring part, right? This is the part that typically gets people stuck a little bit. Because we're so ingrained in that previous way of thinking, maybe we believe it so much that it's hard to really believe that anything else could be true. So you're going to do essentially the same thing in step three that you did in step one, which it's like, if I could think anything about myself, if I could feel any way about myself, if I, you know, had everything that I wanted in this life, if I had reached all of my goals, how would I treat myself? How would I think about myself? How would I talk to myself? That is going to become the blueprint, essentially, of how you want to begin thinking about yourself, practicing thinking about yourself, practicing treating yourself. And you're going to do it over and over and over again, and you're going to fail over and over and over again. But every time you fail, every time you come back to practicing the new relationship with yourself, 
eventually it's going to become easier. It's just going to click. It's going to become the more natural way of being with yourself. And once you really do start to kind of challenge that old, maybe unhealthy or toxic relationship that you have to yourself and you start to cultivate that new, healthier, happier relationship to yourself, you're going to notice that you're starting to show up differently. You're starting to be a different person in your relationships to other people in the way that you show up to your work. It's going to have this ripple effect that will essentially change your family tree forever, all because you decided that you wanted to have a healthy relationship with you. And this doesn't mean that you have to always put yourself first. It doesn't mean that we're being selfish. It just means that just as much as we care about our relationships with other people, we're going to care about our relationship with ourselves as well, right? Because I know that when I am in a better place with myself, I am a better wife, I'm a better mom, I show up as a better coach, right? I, I show up in all of these different areas so much better. And it really is because I started doing the work of getting along with myself, of caring about myself, of loving myself, of respecting myself, of honoring myself, my word to myself in the same way that I honor my word to other people. This is the foundational work. And I promise that once you start working on this, the, the food habits, the exercise habits, the way that you're spending your money, the boundaries that you're kind of allowing people to cross, right? The boundaries that you're not upholding will become so much easier for you to maintain those and uphold those because you know that you're doing it for your good, right? And you're doing it ultimately for the good of other people around you as well. So that is really what I have for you today for this week. Uh, is really cultivating that relationship to yourself. So be on to yourself this week. Be mindful, be intentional about the way that you're thinking about yourself, the story that you're telling yourself. How do you feel about yourself? How do you then treat yourself? And then start to shift into like, what do I really want this to be? If I could have any relationship with myself, what would that be? How would that look? How would I talk to myself? How would I feel about myself? And how would I begin to treat myself and then practice those things over and over and over, day by day by day. Now, I can tell you that some of the things that are going to be the most powerful in helping you shift this relationship with yourself is kindness, it's compassion, it's understanding. Think about being respectful and honoring and loving and really spending time with yourself. If you've ever read The Five Love Languages, um, my husband and I read this a couple years ago, and that was super insightful because uh, let me just tell you guys, we are not necessarily on the same page when it comes to our love languages. And so having that insight, not only about my husband and the way that he gives and receives love, but the way that I give and receive love, I am now able to intentionally fill my love tank, right? So if my love tank is full, then I can go to my husband, I can go to my kids, and I'm not seeking necessarily to have them fill my love tank for me. And then getting upset when they don't do it, or they're not doing everything the way that I want it, want them to be doing it. My love tank is topped off, it's full. Of course, yes, we want other people to be loving us and pouring into us and attempting to fill our love tank. But when I go to my husband and I'm needing him to fill my love tank, or I go to my kids and I'm needing them to fill my love tank, I don't necessarily show up in a way that I want to. So having an, a little bit of insight on what your specific love languages are, begin to fill your own love tank, okay? Start taking care of yourself in the same way that you would take care of other people. 
really start to set some boundaries and maintain them, right? So if you think about yourself, right, you think about your life, you think about yourself kind of in the middle of this circle, the circle represents your life, and then there's you in the middle. Everything between you and the outside part of that circle, that's what you are intentionally or maybe unintentionally allowing into your life, right? So this is where you set those boundaries. What is it, what is it that I want to let into my life? What do I not want to let into my life? Right. Again, I would do kind of a where you're at right now and where you want to be, because that's going to help you really close the gap and see what specific things to work on, what specific things to change. And then you can get started with that. So, again, I hope that this was a helpful episode for you. Um, like I said, this really is kind of the, the foundation of, of it all. Um, I definitely think that the relationship that you have to yourself is one of the most important relationships in your life. And hopefully this was helpful for you. If it was, please consider either leaving us a review and or sharing this episode with another woman in your life that you think would benefit from this. Um, If you are listening to this episode or any of the other episodes and you're like, man, Alicia gets me. She knows exactly where I've been. She's speaking my language and you want to learn more about working with me. I want to invite you to... uh, connect with me over either on Instagram or Facebook. You can shoot a message right to my DMs, or you can go to aliciacarlson.com, learn more about my non-diet approach, and uh, email me there to set up your free consult. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day, an amazing week, and we will be back here with you again next week. Until then, bye.